Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this day has met each and every one of you in great health, great strength, and most importantly, in great spirits. And as always, before beginning, I like to start by giving all praises, all honor, and all glory to Father God Almighty, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I also would like to take this opportunity to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, playing, downloading, sharing, commenting, etc. I truly appreciate it. And even to those who just stopped by to see what I'm doing. Nevertheless, I give thanks and all praises to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I also say thank you to each of you who have listen. I also pray that each and every one of you had a safe and memorable and pleasant holy week. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who died for our sins has risen. He's alive and well and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's coming again and the great thing is we don't serve a dead God. Yes. Where I'm at, the temperature is currently 63 degrees and it's currently beautifully, springfully sunny. If that's a word, but anyway, it's sunny. I am currently sipping on a cup of wildberry tea with all the usuals. The name and title of today's episode, well, actually, before I tell you the name and title of today's episode, I would just like to say, actually, today's episode is going to have a little twist, actually. It's not like my usual episodes, so it has a little twist. And I'm sure if you're currently listening to the sound of my voice, you already know what the name and title of this episode is, but I'm just going to describe a little bit. The name and title actually of today's episode is Church History, Part 1, The Jewish Revolt, The Maccabee Family. And this is episode 091. Actually, about a month ago, I started getting into some church history. And I was not aware that I needed to. And then I came across this old video 
that a pastor made actually on his YouTube channel that of course as usual doesn't have many likes doesn't have many views you know the ones that Facebook I mean YouTube will hide and you only get to see them by the grace of God and by the grace of God I was able to see this video and I think the video was either three or four years old but it was a very powerful very very useful especially when it comes to the things of God's kingdom now the other things that he was sharing in his video I also I had done a video also on these particular things but he recommended an extra piece that I had not recommended in my video and when I did my video I didn't even know anything about his video I just did what the Lord laid upon me and His came, I came across his afterwards and he shared something that I was like, Hmm. And one of those things was he recommended that as a believer, especially if you want to do deep dives as far as Bible study, if you want to go below, you know, more than just, you know, more than just staying on the surface. If you want to go beyond just reading and you really want to delve a little further into the word of God to dissect it, to see, and to be able to meditate on it and to marinate and to understand exactly what it is saying, you should also have a church history book. And I was like, Hmm, never thought of that. So what I did, I went to the library to see if I could find me a church history book. And indeed they had a ton of them. Thank God they're still in the library. And of course I, there was so, I think there was like five or six and I didn't know which one to choose because they all look great. But however, I knew I could not drag that big old hardcover around. So I just picked one, which was a volume one. It has volume one and volume two and it's paperback much easier for me to, and that's exactly what I did. And I dove, you know, I just dove right into it at least the first chapter. And there was so much. And I was like, wow. And, you know, when I was growing up at the time in the Caribbean, when I was being raised, one of my favorite subjects in school was history or like we were saying, Dutch Hasidiness. And of course, when I left and went to college, came back to the U.S. and attended college, I would take history class because I always loved history. And then, of course, you know, there's something also called Black History where they give you February or they have declared February, the entire month of February, Black History Month. I just loved history in general. I didn't care what color history it was. I just loved history. And then, of course, when I learned of black history, I'm like, okay, why not? I am black, right? And you started learning things about people that were of color. And that was fine with me, too. But I never had as much. I was really... I, it felt good 
it was a good, I don't know if that's the right word because we, that's the way we kind of use it in the Caribbean to take pride, not the, not the haughty type of pride, pride, you know, when you think it better, no, not that type of pride, but to take pride, whether your upbringing, your faith, kind of in reference to that. I felt so good when I was reading that first chapter and I'm like, oh my God, I am so, I feel so good. It's like a sense of pride of being able to read my history. And oftentimes because of the color of skin, one might associate themselves, well, black history is my history or Caribbean history is my history. Yes, that might be very well part of my history. At this point in time of my life, I think of church history. Seeing how the foundation was laid and learning about things that I had no clue about, especially pertaining to a faith that I am now a part of because at this point in my life my history is Jesus Christ so being able to delve to read and to learn about the various aspects and times and situations of church history and how Christianity came about. Yes, we know it's a stem from Christ, but learning some stuff that you were not really aware of or not, or never really even thought about much less to be aware of. So I felt so good that day. I never forgot as I was reading that first chapter and I said, Oh my God, I'm studying my history. And I was like, this is my history because at this point of my life, this is who I am. So yes, enough of that. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage and join me back in a few minutes as we get started. I'll see you in a few. Are you in need of some encouragement? You know, something to give you a little pick-me-up during the day or evening. Well, why not check out the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast featured on Spreaker.com, Podomatic, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Okay, so welcome back. Let's get started. 
the first Christians were first century Jews, also known as apocalyptic Jewish Christians. They were the first to hear and to receive the gospel. The faith spread first among the Jews and then, of course, eventually amongst the Gentiles within and beyond the borders of the Roman Empire. Christianity first appeared in the land of Palestine. Palestine has long been a land of struggle and suffering. The inhabitants of Palestine repeatedly suffered invasion, bondage, and exile. Alexander the Great became the master or leader of Palestine after defeating the Persians. And shortly after he died and his vast empire was dismembered, Alexander's intention was not solely to conquer the world, but to unite the world and enrich it by spreading the insights of Greek civilization. Hellenism, which is an ancient Greek culture, helped to open the way to the Roman conquest, which was the invasion and control of, followed later by the preaching of the gospel. Many Jews did not embrace Hellenism because part of the Hellenistic ideology consisted of mixing the gods of different nations. And of course, they saw it as a threat to their faith in the one and only true loving and living God, Jehovah. In the second century, there was a Jewish rebellion led by a family known as the Maccabees. The Maccabees were able for a while to gain a measure of political, religious independence. In 198 BC, when Antiochus III defeated the Egyptians, he incorporated Judea into his empire. Now, initially, he continued to allow the Jews autonomy, but after being defeated by the Romans, he began to incorporate a Hellenization program that threatened to force the Jews to abandon their belief in one God, which was the God of Israel, instead for Greek paganism. However, the Jews opposed him, and he finally did back down when they stood up against him for trying to introduce idols into the temple of God. However, when Antiochus IV inherited the throne in 176 BC, he resumed his father's original policy with accepting the Jews. The Jewish rebellion only further hardened Antiochus's views and stance on the matter. He outlawed central tenets of Judaism, such as the Sabbath and the circumcision. He also defiled the temple of God by erecting an altar to the God of Zeus, 
which allowed the sacrifice of pigs and opening the shrine to non-Jews. Even though many of the Jews had been seduced by the virtues of Hellenism, the extreme measures that were put into place helped the people to unite. And when one of the Greek officials tried to force Mathathias to make a sacrifice to one of their pagan gods, he murdered the official. Antiochus began reprisals. But the Jews rose up behind Mattathias and his five sons, and they fought for their freedom. Mattathias and his family became known as the Maccabees, meaning hammer, because they were set to strike hammer blows against their enemies. However, the Jews refer to the Maccabees, but the family are also more commonly known as the Hasmoneans. Antiochus underestimated the will and strength of Jews. And of course, he sent a small army force to stop the rebellion. And when that did not work, he himself led a more powerful army into battle only to be defeated. Jerusalem was recaptured by the Maccabees in 164 BCE, and the temple was also purified. Out of this event, Hanukkah, was born. It took at least two decades for the Maccabees to force the Seleucids out of the land. By the time Antiochus was deceased and his successor had agreed to the Jews' demand for their right to freedom, finally in 142 BCE, after more than 500 years of subjugation, the Jews were finally, once again, free from their captives. After Malathias' death, the revolt was led by his son Judah Maccabee. By the end of the war, Simon was the only one of his five sons to survive. He later went on to usher in an 80-year period of Jewish independence in Judea. And not only were they able to reclaim the throne of Judah, they were also able to claim the post of high priest. It wasn't too long after where rival factions began to develop amongst the Jews. Their unity was threatened, internal divisions, and another imperial power would go on to put an end to the Jewish independence in the land of Israel for nearly two centuries. So yes, that was the end of that part. Part one, of course, of the church history, which is entitled The Jewish Revolt, the Maccabee Family. Now, there's quite a few things or quite a bit of things that I found very interesting here. Um, I guess starting with the part Hellenism, which of course which was the ancient Greek 
culture and kind of like their pagan worship and how they were trying to impose their gods, their belief system upon the Jewish people. But the thing that really stands out here the most was the fact that the Jewish people didn't just sit back and fold their arms like the church is today. They said, no, we don't want that. And one of the things that I also noticed that it didn't happen all at once. They started trying to do it slowly by trying to mix their paganism, Hellenism, along with the God of Israel. And once again, the Jews was like, no, we're not having it. No. And Mattathias, who was the head Maccabee, was being forced by one of the Roman guards to make a sacrifice to their pagan god. And instead of obeying the Roman official, he killed him. How dare you? He was like, how dare you try to force me to worship and to sacrifice to any other thing beside the God of heaven? And then you see eventually the rest of the Jews, they all rallied behind Mattathias and his five sons, which of course was the Maccabee family or the Hasmoneans. And they stood up for their rights. And they, you know, they told them, listen, we don't, as much as they try to push it, Antiochus the third and the fourth, and even Alexander the Great, as much as they tried to push it, they rejected it. They stood up and they rejected it because they believed that their God was the one and only true God and that he, he was not supposed to be mixed with anything. And that there should be nothing else sacrificed on that altar but what is due to God. But yet today, you see a church that is asleep for the most part, except to when it's time for sow a seed of $1,000, $500, and all kinds of stuff. And you see a church that is asleep while so much is being forced on us today in this in today's society. And how dare if you speak up and say anything? Because it's one thing when the cancel culture is attacking you, which you do expect. You do expect that from the people in the world. But when it also comes from people that profess to be Christians... You have to ask yourself, okay, which Bible are they reading? Or better yet, do they even read their Bibles? But to each their own. That's as much as I will say at this point. But the fact that the Jewish people of that time, that era, stood up. Because not only did they want them to sacrifice to their pagan gods. They wanted to take away the Sabbath as well as the circumcision. Now, for anyone who has read the Bible and knows the history, 
this was something that was extremely important in Jewish culture. I think it's actually still is to this very day. And they decided, no, we are not going to go against our God. Now you did have a few, of course, that of course they were seduced, you know, by the virtues of Hellenism, but for the most part, the majority of them, they stood against it. They were like, no, they stood up and they, they stood up for their rights. They stood up, they came together and they did what they had to do, whatever that meant by any means necessary. And they decided these people got to go and they did what they had to do. And they, of course, they rose up and they fought for their freedom, for their freedom and for their right to serve and worship their God freely, openly, without being seduced by outside evil forces. And I think this is a great piece of history right here. Of course, it took them a long time to get it done, but by the grace of God, it got done. And the key was they didn't just sit back and fold their hands and allow it to, had they done that, God forbid it would have, but they took action and did what needed to be done. And of course, the last surviving Maccabee son, he was able with the help of God to usher in an 80 year period of Jewish independence in Judea. And they were able to reclaim the throne of Judah as well as to claim the post of high priest. But because eventually later on they had divisions between themselves, you know, like the Bible also tells us a house divided cannot stand. When that happened, where the divisions came between them, once again, they fell into all sorts of different things. So it just goes to show that when the body of Christ is on one accord, we can get a whole lot done. But in reality, the church is not on one accord. Yeah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for raising your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you for dying for us, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I do not have a quote for this episode, but I'll say this much. Jesus is risen. There ain't no better quote than that one. So once again, I'd like to take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I want to say a big shout out to India. God bless you, India. Thank you so much. Um, there has been a tremendous outpouring from India. And may the good Lord keep you and 
continue to bless you. And I truly hope and pray that the episodes strengthen you if you they can point you in that direction. And if you have, that they be a resource of strength and encouragement for you. So I just want to say that before closing out, as well as I also would like to shout out to the U.S. Because, yes, I do live in the U.S., but I get a lot of um, a lot of my plays come from the U.K. and other international countries, the Netherlands. I want to shout out to the Netherlands, like I said before, India, Slovenia, the Bahamas, Kenya, Nigeria, South Africa, Brazil, let's see, Gutang, South Africa, I don't know how to pronounce it, God bless you, um, thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. I give God thanks for each and every one of you. Um, Kenya, Africa. Yes, I just want to say thank you, Canada. Thank you, United Kingdom. We got England and we got Wales. So to God be all honor and all glory. So this is going forth into the world. At least someone's hearing the the message that God has given. So, you know, all honor, all praises and all glory, it goes to the Father. It not to me. I'm just a vessel that is being used. And I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you. So on that note, once again, thank you for joining me on this podcast episode. I do look forward to bringing you some more church history as I delve more into it. I will be definitely bringing you some more of church history because there is a lot in the history of our faith and the true church so that we see what the true church was really like. And I think if we or if a lot of the leaders would delve into some of the church history or go back to it because hopefully they had some part of it. I think a lot of things would change in our churches. So yeah, please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, and Podomatic.com and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. It can also be found on Google Podcasts, CastBox, Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, Deezer, etc. And you can also feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast, which is entitled The Nuggets of Thankfulness Podcast, which is a, which is a devotional podcast, which is featured on Spreaker.com, iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere the podcast can be heard. Okay, what is wrong with me today? And if you'd like, you can drop me a line at arlenaflander01 at gmail.com. And you can also check out my blog at www.arlenaflanders.wordpress.com. 
yep, it has been a long time since I've written anything. Maybe one day I'll get back to doing so. But yeah, at this point, I just got a lot going on. But anyway, I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Until then, remember that as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. So what are you waiting on? Be blessed. See you next time.